Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast. We are on a bear win Friday. We are early because I don't know why, but we decided to just do this early today. My name is Chris. I am followed by my Positivity Brigade member, Miller. Welcome. We are now live on Facebook. Uh, we're letting a couple of people come in. And uh, yeah, Bears won. Why don't you know why we're early? We're early because we're trying to get that lunch crowd that are sitting there on a Friday, bored as fuck at work, and they're like scrolling through Twitter trying to find Dan Wieter's updates and and the Chicago Bears recaps. But you know I, what? This is I the best place to be you. for your recap. I think Come that's on. mostly you. I think that's mostly you. Come on. Um, that is probably mostly me. But hey, it's hey. mostly you. The Bears got a W. What else? The can Bears we say? got a W. Uh, give me a second. I'm just sharing our stream out there, um, letting our friends and family know that we're not drinking this time while we give our our thoughts on the game. But yeah, we are live on Facebook. Want to welcome everyone in that is watching us. Also, want to give thanks to everyone that has supported us over the last couple weeks. We've reached a couple milestones that is still kind of impressive in in my eyes. Um, we have over 1,300 plays on our podcast, so thank you very much yeah, yeah. Um, to all of you guys that have come in and supported us. So let's get started. Uh, I'm going to do a better job of starting the episode sure. by saying the Chicago Bears defeated the Carolina Panthers 16 to 13 you did it you covered the main point i covered the main point uh in thursday night football it pushes the chicago bears to three and seven while the carolina panthers are one and eight which was a must win for the bears not for playoff contention but it keeps carolina in the race for the first overall pick which would come to us and that's really the only reason why we needed the bears to win which is and kind we of have hilarious. a 42% chance of getting the number one pick as we sit here now. And we have the highest odds of getting that number one pick. Just two fun facts for you there. Very fun facts. So what we're going to kind of discuss right now is we're going to do a recap. We're also going to do some, uh, some takeaways. We'll get into some negatives, some positives, and we'll give a positivity score of the Bears' performance. So we're going to start with the recap. The first half was probably the most boring first half we could have ever witnessed on a Thursday night football game. Uh, at one point, it was 10 to 9 or something like that with the Bears kicking three field goals. Uh, but the Bears were definitely moving the ball. Things got a little bit exciting on the back end. I wouldn't say a little. Uh, I predicted the Bears to lose this game 31 to either 10 or 17. Even though we didn't lose, or we didn't lose, I was right to say that. Um, 17 points scored, which was, or 16 points scored, which I predicted 17, which is kind of up there. So, uh, kind, kind of, of up nice. there. What does that even mean? Kind of up there as in, I'm still right, which is surprising. Oh, to say yeah, yeah. Way <laughs> to twist that one. Yeah. I, I predicted the score was 31 Panthers, 31 bears. I did 17, say, but the yeah. bears scored 16. So I'm kind of right. I'm yeah, kind of okay. right. Listen, when you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, uh, Miller, what'd you think? Man, I, I don't want to get 
to blow some of my negatives and positives right off the bat, but the game was pretty much it went as expected. Um, the game itself was kind of hard to watch, but Badgett played like a rookie. Um, Bryce Young played like a rookie, and overall. It was it was just one of those Thursday night clunkers that we're getting used to seeing, unfortunately. Um, but the the most important thing that you covered at the the outset is the fact that the Bears got the W. It was deemed almost a must win game, just for the fact, like you stated, that draft pick, and for our own dignity of knowing that we aren't the worst team in the league. So those are two pieces that uh, we can take away from this game for sure. Yeah, I, I would uh, tend to agree. Um, there was a couple interesting things that I, I saw in, in the game. The one thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, Miller, which um, it's something that I think caught me off guard. Carolina, on that last um, on that last series, they decided to kick for that 59-yard field goal. And... Probably the greatest meme to come out of it was the kicker kind of just looking back at his team and saying, Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't, I wasn't listening to the game, so I don't know if the announcers covered this, but I mean, it is Chicago. It is at night and it's starting to get winter weather. So I don't know how the wind played a factor here. Maybe it was blowing into him, but I don't really want to talk about that last drive. Oh, okay. Well, that last series, I should say, that last because I had a parlay that was riding on um, Bryce Young going for over 21 completions, 21 and a half, I should say. Well, he was at 21 completions at the beginning of that first and 10. So if he would have completed one more goddamn pass, I would have made my 12, plus 1,200 parlay. So we, I want to kind of forget about that. I mean, all you do is dump it down, but... No, in all in all honesty, I mean a fifty nine yard field goal, that field goal probably wouldn't have made it from fifty. It was really short. It was short. It but was very um, short. like I said, the wind may have played a factor. That could have been one reason why. But I mean, I don't not to speak on Panthers' behalf, I don't like the fact that they went with that bomb. It didn't really make much sense to me unless Pinero came out and said, Oh, I can make it from here, no problem doesn't look like it one his body language was there and two the kick was really short but the fact that you're not just trying to dip and dunk it try to get a few more extra yards on there it didn't make much sense to me they were moving pretty good yeah. that drive um so the fact that they didn't continue what they were doing and they tried to do a long ball is, is just it's, it's a little odd but a couple stats to throw in there um the chicago bears threw for 162 yards but they rushed for 133 neither quarterback threw for 200 yards with young getting to 185 uh Badgent did not throw for a touchdown and neither did young so it was the, essentially a run game um did you feel that the play calling was kind of what we've been seeing the last three weeks has it been consistent or do you feel like they've now been pushing a much more run game than I mean, trying they're... to let Badgent throw the ball we called it going in in our last episode that Panthers have a weak run defense and you knew that they were going to focus on the run with Foreman specifically. Um, and it delivered, it looked good. Foreman was running hard. 
so, I mean, it's kind of what we expected coming into this game. Pat Badgent was going to take the easy throws, not push the ball down the field too much. He didn't do anything overly exciting except the fact that he didn't commit a turnover for this game, which coming off of the last one when we he turned the ball over four times was definitely a positive. So it's kind of to be expected overall um, as far as how the offense played. Yeah. Um, one thing too that, uh, we, I wanted to take note is that Carolina was three for three on fourth down efficiencies. And that's something that I think they kind of were not anticipating, especially towards the second half of the game, Carolina just going for it. And their third down efficiency was only three of 15. And the fact what? that they were three for three on, I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with the last drive. I think maybe all of them occurred on that last. I drive. think two of them did. I can pull that up real quick. And it was yeah. just, it was a lot of short yardage situations. Cause like I said, they were doing a lot of dip and dunking and you know, at that point, the bears just kind of get, want to get this clock running. So they, they're going to give them the middle of the field. So they were giving them those three, five yard pass plays and they were stopping them. They were slowly moving down. And that's when that fourth, those fourth downs came into play just a couple more stats to give uh to the team and sorry i'm looking this way because this is where my espn screen is at um dj moore was 5 of 58 uh, had nine targets Komet was 5 of 45 with seven targets and then everyone um even roshan johnson had four receptions with six targets um daryl mooney only had two of 14 but he was targeted four times so in total there were 32 targets given to the receiving team uh, a shout out to Carolina though for that punt return touchdown, which that hurt. I, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't good. No, that wasn't good. We'll cover so, that later. And we're actually going to jump into some conversation. So we did a little bit of the recap. Miller, do you want to give us the first takeaway that you got? Yeah, my takeaway is one that's obvious. For anybody watching this game and watching the Bears consistently, but the defense took the cake on this one. Biggest takeaway is going to be the defense. They showed up. They allowed an NFL team to score six points. Like Chris just mentioned, the special teams returned a punt. Therefore, they, the Panthers overall scored six points, and that's pretty damn good. Not only did they show up there, they pressured the quarterback. Um, a positivity that I'll get to later. I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it now, but it was just an overall good game. The secondary played legit. The defensive front played well. The linebackers tackled. So while you could say there is some miscues, at the end of the day, an NFL team scored six points against us, and we should win that 9 out of 10. And unfortunately, this one was closer because of some special team miscues, but we ended up getting that W, and and the defense definitely won the day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of my biggest takeaways is the offensive line has their second game in a row where they looked very good. Um, I think that's something that we're going to have to discuss in our future episode. We keep talking about the play calling. Um, there have been some small rumors because the Flus loves fucking interviews. Um, that Fields would return next week um, against Detroit. If he returns and this line continues to produce, we might have something here. Um, but I think it's going to also depend on what kind of play calling we get uh, for that. So my biggest takeaway was no sacks given up by the line. 
Yeah. And that alone is something to be happy about, especially in a primetime game. So big shout out to the offensive line and the blocking that they did. Definitely. Yeah. They looked good. Like you said, second week in a row, they've one protected the pocket, no sacks, but you're also seeing a pretty decent run game out there from Deontay Foreman. All right. And with those takeaways, we are going to start jumping into the positives and negatives. I think I want to end this stream on a positive. So let's start with the negatives first. Miller, what would you say is your first negative? The biggest negative of the night is the game at fucking self. That game was brutal. Brutal to watch start to finish. It was boring. None, no big chunk plays, no excitement, nothing. I mean, I guess you could say the, the kick return was exciting, but the, I'm a Bears fan. I'm not a Panthers fan, so I was just annoyed. So, like, the biggest negative for me was just having to sit there and watch this game. It was just, it, was, it wasn't fun. It, was, it just wasn't fun. And you wonder if Justin Fields could have made this any more exciting for us. He, he might have, but Badgett was just, he was a backup quarterback. That's essentially what he was. Yeah. I thought he was going to have a bigger night, honestly. I thought he was going to be able to push the ball down the field. Thought he was going to be able to get some chunk plays. Didn't happen. Um, it was a lot of the short passes and a, and a heavy dose of the running game, which, I mean, in all honesty, that's what the Bears should do, but it doesn't lead to an exciting game. And when the score is 16 to 13, one touchdown, one offensive touchdown this game, that's a recipe for boredom. And that's essentially what it was. So my biggest negative here was the actual game itself because it was just, it was tough to watch. Well, you kind of took uh, my thunder away, but I will I will go ahead and not bring up tackling this game. I, I you will... shouldn't you shouldn't do that. You, you, I you should cover pat tackling. You should I? Yeah, you because should. Because I feel like every time I talk about tackling, you always seem to have something to say. Fuck it. The tackling is still dog shit in this team. Okay. I don't know what it is, but why can't like, okay. I get that. I'm nitpicking. I get that on some of the stuff I'm nitpicking. I get that. Like I, I like, just understand me. I get it. I, I know what I, when, when I say certain things, it might not make sense. I get it. But to me, tackling is one thing you're paid for. Oh Yeah. You 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 learn that shit in second grade how to tackle someone and and you don't even wear pads. There's fucking second fourth graders out there that know how to like hook people correctly or grab them by the fucking legs or something or do the kick trip. I used to do that when I was a kid. When people were walking in front of me, I would kick the back of their foot so it hits the other foot and they just fall. Oh, you're forward. such a nice person. Yeah, like I get that, but we can't tackle like even the punt return i don't even want to talk about the punt return I, that just... was my point that that was the reason why you could cover this subject that i didn't bitch you out like i did last week i mean there's two instances that stand out to me one was a play with the punt return i mean that was just pathetic i mean he there was two should be tacklers where he literally pretty much ran the, the returner ran into them and they couldn't take him down I mean, I'm not ex- and, and I'm I'm excluding the punt the punter here. I'm not blaming him for his lack of yeah punters ability. yeah. But it was it was two tackles when I watched that, and I was just like, oh fuck! It looks like Chris is going to talk about this on this week's episode. And then the other one was Bryce Young against Joquan Jaquan Brisker. I mean, it's third down. 
Young's in, in his running. He's scrambling. He's out of there. And he just he just jukes him. And it's not – it was just like, Brisker, you need to make this fucking tackle. You need to – and it's just like – it's those little things. Like, if these guys want to be a, an elite defense and, – and don't get me wrong. They played well. They held this team to six points. But it's the Panthers. They suck. Okay, they're awful. Their their number one wide receiver is Adam Thielen, who hasn't been a, a good wide receiver for like two years. So it's like if you want to actually prove that you're a good defense, you got to make these stops. And I think this is like back-to-back weeks where it's just like they've been in a situation where they have the guy one-on-one. It's between the offensive player and the defensive player to get to that first down marker, and they keep blowing it. So it's like those two situations I can remember offhand. I know there is a few other ones, but it's just like you got to make these tackles if you're going to be a real NFL team and expect uh, to do something going forward. I'm watching the punt return one more time, and I I will not blame the guy that missed the first time because one quick move and you can lose him. I get it's it. It's still a miss. He it's had still a miss in his arms. It, it's still a miss. But the one thing that I hate seeing again and again is the two other Bears players that get juked by one small move. They both just go the complete opposite way. The punter, you tried to hug him. I get it. Whatever. Yeah, that's irrelevant. But that's irrelevant. It's just, I mean, I get it. This game. It's just like you can't allow a punt return. Come on, man. We're lucky. We're lucky that that didn't change the course of this game and we were able to rebound. But yeah, like it was it was scary out there. I would be remiss if I if I didn't bring up the fact that I didn't hear any boobirds. Yeah. I was, and I was predicting early boobirds. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Which I know we were you were watching the game and I was watching it. We were kind of expecting something in that first quarter. I'm not going to lie. We I were. I, I was. I was like that. That. That crowd was soft. I'll say that. They, dude, you're not gonna. The, the, okay, let's move on from the negatives. Yeah, let's We're go not positive. Cover the positives, but I'm gonna cover this subject here. You're not gonna get boo birds. The whole fan base is still feeling some excitement from Badgett. I mean, at the end of the day, however he performed with this W, he's two and two, and it's like you're still feeling that excitement of the what if, even though I think we all know that he's not gonna be our future per se but like you're not going to come out with boo birds for this group i mean if it's fields fine that's something else i mean he has a no. past history i mean last year was a joke i mean he had some good games with the run his running ability but like they're still getting losses so it's like when you're putting up shitty performances to start the game if you're fields you expect more but for badgent you can't sit here and start booing them i mean you can barely expect him to do anything of to to be a real productive quarterback at this point and I, yesterday while he didn't get touchdowns and interceptions he didn't turn the ball over so. listen i get it but what i'm saying about the boo birds is the play calling you we can now say the play calling is consistent there's no argument about it it's we're gonna play what the coordinator wants to play and badgen seems to be more receptive to that information than field has been granted fields has been out Maybe he'll see that, hey, if I do certain things, I'll be um, I'll be okay too. But this offense was nothing to be happy about or nothing to be proud about. No. So I would have been fine if the Boobirds came in that first half. But my biggest positive is not going to be on the offensive side of the ball. It's not going to be on the defensive side of the ball. 
It's going to be Santos, baby. Santos kept us in the game. Santos yeah. kicked, kept us in the game. The, the guy kicked the 54-yarder in the first quarter to make it 7-3. Like, hey, if it wasn't for him. 100%. Like, that, that game could have been over. That game could have been over. And he also um, hit a couple in the second. He, he hit that uh, to finish the half, right, um, to keep it 10-9. Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's the guy you know you, you know my love-hate relationship with the special teams and i wanted to give them props today with santos but at the end of the day with that punt return and that embarrassment i couldn't give them love so i'm happy that you chose the one bright spot on the special teams to yeah. emphasis because santos has been the model consistency other than his missed field goal last week that uh who knows what would have happened with that game but um he he, he played really well yesterday a 54 yarder Whereas his counterpart, eh, let's just eh, barely even gets it close. Uh, but, Joe, uh, uh, on our on our stream, Joe Miller says, "Secret Badge Man did what he had to do. Once they got the lead, the Bears played it right, considering who they were playing." Um, I think there is something that you guys have to remember about this game is that the quarterbacks did not reach two hundred yards. This game was not an offense. This is not a quarterback battle. This was a, a game of who would have the least amount of mistakes was most likely going to win. This was not exciting to watch. Um, there's just something no, about but, this game that just made it a little bit different, I guess you could say. We're going to move this over here since it's blocking the comments. Go ahead, Miller. You wanted to say something? What is Ben even trying to say? We've we've praised the defense. Yeah. Uh, it says you guys are way off about the defense. Carolina averaged 300 yards per game and 17 points per game. We allowed six points and only 213 yards. Give me a break. Ben, did you watch the game? Can you tell me what the final score was? Just out of curiosity. What do you, I mean, my biggest takeaway was how great the defense played, bro. Did, yeah. This and is the first five minutes. You want to say we allowed six points? We didn't. We allowed 13. So no, we I mean, allowed six. The no. defense allowed six. Well, the de- it's still. No, it doesn't. I, fantasy, I dude. Oh, fuck fantasy. I don't give a shit about fantasy. We all know this. But, yes, um, we covered the defense. The defense played very well. One of my biggest pace, uh, takeaways was our new guy, Montez Sweat, and the way he performed. Now, he didn't really end up on the stat sheet in the, the ones where you typically see elite performers, but he, ended, he got three QB hits, including a few where he put – Bryce Young on his ass. And it was that was good to see. And in the counterparts, they got to the quarterback. And he even acknowledged that at the end of the game. He's like, I didn't really get on that stat sheet like I wanted to, but you know what? I think this is the first game we've gotten three sacks in like over two years, in like at least over a year, probably. Like it was they he made an impact on that line. You could see it. Now I'm waiting for him to get his first sack. I thought it was going to come last night, but the fact that we got three of them, it's a testament to him being out there and playing the way he needs to play to live up to that contract and that draft pick. Uh, Ben comes back saying special teams doesn't count on the defense more. It does. If you want to use the argument that fantasy football counts it, you better live and die by that sword. So per usual, Ben is wrong. The former White Sox fan as bringing up on, uh, on our stream um was there any other positives you wanted to cover miller well yes there was for me i think there was for you so i'm gonna cover it together um our running back deontay foreman yes sir he showed up again 
um, and really ran the bar hard. And again, it just leads me to black back to why the hell was this guy on the practice squad at the beginning of the year? He's running like a workhorse does. I, I mean, some of the runs that he made, it's just power running at its finest. And he's just, he's really taking the reins here and it's good to see. It's good to see Roshan, not Roshan, sorry, Deontay make a stamp on his game and it's, he's playing well and it's unfortunate that he's on a one-year deal and he's probably going to be gone next year because that's just the nature of the beast. But um, what do you want to say on Deontay before I move to my next point? Yeah, I have enjoyed watching him play. Um, It's something that we've been missing um did herbert get any touches i don't recall he really was inactive. He, was he inactive. was inactive right along and, with valus jones shout out fuck yeah baby get that bitch out of here oh okay. good lord you can continue um i was gonna say something but now you had to go on and say that um we 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 will probably have to discuss what the bears are going to do with herbert if it's going to be that slow that slow kind of touch thing, or if we're well, going to move to a two running back system, because uh, Johnson or Foreman did get a couple touches on on passes too, not a lot of yards, but you're kind of you're kind of seeing this offense being played out a little bit different with the running backs. Well, the one thing I covered last week was my disappointment on giving the rookie Roshan Johnson more touches. I think last week he had two rushes and very minimal in the passing game as well. This game, however, while the production really wasn't there, he at least got five touches running the ball, which was an improvement of last game. And another key was the fact that he had six targets in the passing game, and I believe he caught four. So as a, well, we're three and seven now. Now maybe Iverflus is going to come out in one of his grand pressers and talk about how we're we're playoff bound. I don't see that happening. Oh, please don't. So (laughs) I don't understand the lack of consistency on giving Rocha on the ball. He's the rookie. Theoretically, he's the future. So this kid needs to be more involved. I get Deontay Foreman is probably the better runner, but one year deal. Like uh, he was great when Roshan and Herbert were out. He was fantastic. But now that John Roshan is back, you got to get this kid more involved. I don't care if he sucks. Give him the experience. Let him show what he can do. He this his when he was drafted, I think in the third or fourth round, it was praised. He was the backup to Bijan, and it was just a pick that was praised throughout the media. So let this kid run. Come on. Uh, Richard says, "Did Herbert get any touches? Lost respect for this podcast." Hey. If you sat there through this shit show that was a Thursday night football game and you don't remember if Herbert got touches or not, more power to you. Um, Come on, Rich. And one other thing, too. We did have our fucking coach give a dumbass explanation as to why Fields is doubtful and not out. So I am allowed to ask if he's active in the game or not because our coach is a fucking That's true. Who knows? So we don't even fucking know that, too. But thanks for the support there, buddy. Um, I will... I will counter with that. I, I do agree with that. Um, I do want to give some love to Badgett himself. He he knows how to hype the crowd. I mean, uh, there were times where the the man just loves the attention, and I love seeing that. 
Uh, if Fields comes back, I, I need to see a little bit of that, like, kind of flamboyance, I guess you could say. So my positive has nothing to do with Badgen's performance in the game itself. It's the swag that he just showed where he's trying to hype up the crowd in victory formation and stuff like that. That's good to see. Um, he does. He does. And he feeds off of it. That's for sure. And it's fun to watch. And he's two and two at the end of the day. He's two and two. So he is two and two. Uh, you said <laughs> it, my friend. Week. I was quoting you. You are correct. I There's no denying that part. You are correct. So, I mean, Badgen has come in. He's played like a backup, looked like a backup, but we've probably got more wins than a lot of backups in this league. So props to him. Um, not, not much more you can say. We look forward to fields being on the field next when we play ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. And when we play next, cause in all likelihood he will be, I mean, we have 10 days until our next game, a mini buy here. Many speculated that Eberflus could get canned. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would, I would expect that hopefully for the future of this franchise that this was the last game that Badgent plays this season and hopefully fields can ride out the year so we can really see what we have there before we make our decisions going forward. Um, Richard is still kind of <laughs> sitting on this. Mike so told you he was in Just move on. Well, it's fun. I mean, this, this is, this is the, uh, see, the thing is, is I don't mind being wrong or being told that I'm wrong, but it's a genuine question when you have an idiot of uh, the flus answering questions and the pressers the way he has been answering. So, but we appreciate your attention to detail there, Richard. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, so with that being said, the Chicago bears are now three and seven Panthers are one and eight, which are going to help the bears get the possible number one pick in next year's draft. Miller, we're ready to give our positivity scores. Gonna lead it off with you. Okay, it's gonna stay the same thing it's been for a while. We're keeping it steady at a two. Keeping it steady at a two. Um, do we want to give a one upper since they did win? I mean, I mean, they beat the Panthers. I thought I about it. Yeah, like Panthers, dude. Like they did what they needed to do. I, I, it's just we still don't know what. We're, what direction we're going to go in a lot of situations for this team. Um, I would understand if you want up to just based on defensive play alone, but it is the Panthers. And I just, I have more questions than I have answers with this team right now. So I can't, I can't up it on my end. Yeah. Um, I would probably have to leave it at a three. I think I was a three last time. Um, and this is coming off a win. Yeah, I think I might have to double check how I want to score these things because I think I'm keeping it at a three because they won. But the fact that Badgen didn't throw a touchdown is kind of concerning. But next game is probably going to have to every day, bro. Jeez. I, I mean, we got a touchdown. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, sure. Um, Let's see. We have a message here from Ben. Other than the delay of game, did the Panthers get another penalty? Um, I think the Bears got more penalties this game. Or it might have been more yards. Uh, Bears had seven penalties at 44 yards. Panthers had five penalties at 45. So I, I did see in the group chat that um, 
we were kind of contemplating some stuff. Um, Ben says, feels like the last few games, other teams have been playing perfect versus us. We have kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, I mean, it's fairly... I don't know. We feel like there's we feel like teams have made better adjustments against the Bears in the half than quote unquote being th- that they're playing perfect against He's us. He's talking about penalties. He's not talking about like their actual play. He's talking about penalty oh. wise. I mean, they gave they, there was five penalties. It's seven for the Bears. I mean, I get what you're saying with the Saints game. That was pretty. I don't know. I I, I I didn't really see it as like. A badly called game. Did you, Miller? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't see too many. I remember one drive where Carolina couldn't get out of their own way, and all they were doing is going backwards. But um, I, 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 I thought it was fairly called. I, personally, yeah. Um, I, I do agree that there were there have been some calls, some very bad calls in the last couple games against the Bears, but um. Kind of your comment did lead me to what I was kind of what we've been saying in the last episode is that the Bears don't seem to make adjustments, but other teams seem to adjust very well afterwards. And it it goes back to the coach, right? You talk about adjustments and the lack of making adjustments. We talked about that in the group chat, but a lot of that also has to play when it comes to penalties, too. When you have a coach, although he emphasizes the hits principle and being what you're supposed to do correctly and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, this this year, we've seen a step back as far as the penalties are concerned. I think they're one of the league leaders in penalties. And a lot of that reflects on the coach. So who knows if it can improve, if it will improve, but... One thing's for certain is I expect the penalties to continue. Hopefully it's a little more fair and it's not one-sided like we see we saw last week, but I, I, I just don't expe- expect good discipline out this team. And let's not forget, it is a young team. And even the offensive line, I think, I mean, white hair is there, but uh, most of the guys have only been in the league for two, three years. So, Yeah, I'm kind of doing just a quick glance of, of what's been happening. Um, there was defensive holdings on the, on the bears neutral zone infraction. Um, offensive pass interference was called against the Panthers offensive holding. Actually, I was back to back play. So there was a, a first and 30. Okay. Move on. That's weird. Post Ben's comments. We could just stop being boring. Well, let's see what we got here. Uh, so obviously the proof is in the pudding there. It, it looks like a lot of the times it is one-sided. Who knows if it's legit or not. But the bottom I, line is we need to improve on our penalties as well. And I, I can think most of the time that ours is high because we have an undisciplined. Yeah, I was going to say, I think as a whole, we've, we deserve the penalties that the Bears get called. I think yeah. we can agree a lot on of that. a lot of delay games, a lot of off uh, false starts, mm-hmm. a lot of holds. Yeah. So I think we'll agree to disagree, but I think that's something that we could probably talk about. But I I didn't really see a difference this game. Also, the penalties are not really helping other teams beat the Bears. 
the Bears are just dog shit, so it's not like they need the refs to help them. Um, like stated earlier, if the Bears could tackle, it probably would not have been a punt return touchdown. Who knows, though? I mean, it it, it varies. So uh, with that, uh, we want to thank everyone for coming in and uh, watching this early podcast review. Um, we'll try to have the episode out on all our podcast platforms here uh, within the next hour or hours. so. Well, no, we're going to try to get this out today because uh, someone wanted to come in early today. But uh, we will be recording our next episode on Wednesday, which will drop next Thursday. Um, we also will have another recap against the uh, Lions, which is going to be a fun game to watch because the Lions have been playing pretty good. So we're going to try to keep that um, perspective and see how how the Bears do. But we'll recap that on uh, on our next podcast episode. So we want to thank every thank you guys for coming in early and uh, giving us our comments. Special shout out to Rich for calling me out on my bullshit. I appreciate you. Mwah. Love you. Thank you for that. Um, but we're going to go ahead and end it there. Uh, my name is Chris. I was accompanied by my buddy Miller here. We are the Trio of Positivity Podcast. You can find us on all social media platforms as Trio of Positivity Podcast or uh, Trio of Pod on X, formerly known as uh, Twitter. Yeah, I kind of forgot that. I actually, the other day, I did forget it was called Twitter. I just kept calling it X. So I, I have never I'm, called it X in my life, to be honest. You, you are know, more of a it. boomer. You're more Even of a boomer I than I am. It, I still type in Twitter.com. <laughs> You're more of a boomer than I am. So we want to thank everyone again for watching. Uh, please continue to like and subscribe and drop feedbacks. Give us a five-star review if you deem so. Or give us a one-star review. We'll still read it. We'll see what like we need feedback. to improve upon. We enjoy all the feedback that comes our way. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, this was a trio of positive positivity podcast signing off. You guys have a great weekend. Bear down, bears win. <laughs>